0: Many of the tales of Mrs. Wilson, and this tale in particular, are typical of the characteristic disjunctiveness of oral storytelling. What anthropologist Claude Lévy-Strauss likened to bricolage. Bricolage is literally tinkering, literally taking from daily commonplace found objects and applying them in creative ways. That were not their original purpose, perhaps. Most often, this characteristic is evident in the concatenation of some commonplace motifs or recurrent techniques, how things often happen in threes, for example, or in the artificial incorporation of popular vignettes, which the storyteller has retold for new, although borrowed and old, howsoever artfully adapted. In this tale, the disjunctiveness is featured with a fractured, episodic plot, as if the whole tale were actually a collation of several unrelated tales. Its nominal characters sustain its continuity, but only barely. The tale as a whole lacks coherence in theme or logic or integrity to its plot. Its incoherent transitions will seem contrived, gratuitous, and inadequate to our aesthetics. Conceivably, these several episodes were traditionally related about the mink and simply grouped for the occasion as a compendium. Just as conceivably, the episodes were related to other occasions concerning different characters under circumstantial justifications. To brightline the disjunctive feature of this tale, I have isolated its episodes by parenthesis. This disjunctiveness, by the way, Reminds me of how Buddhist teaching, the Dhammapada, or sayings of the Buddha, and for that matter those of Jesus, are broken pieces that have been tossed into one box, glassy shards of wisdom, disjointed, catching light thereby, and when we pick one up we are meant to hold it, ponder it by itself, even though we sense they have come from a larger, complete object. These pieces of wisdom, these parables, these episodes, feature their broken edges and their fragmentary expression purposefully. Those misfit mysteries are what we must contemplate so that we can guess the larger, complete object to which they fit. And yet, we shall come to realize each piece is a whole unto itself. Wisdom is bricolage.
1: Far-ranging and lone-faring is the mind incorporeal and abiding in the cave of the heart. Those who bring it under control are freed from the bonds of Mara.
0: Myth of the Mink Told 1891 First episode There was Mink and his elder brother. Every day Mink played Itlukum, an unidentified child's game. He lost, but he did not want to give up his stakes. and then the other children struck him and almost killed him. He went home crying. His elder brother said to him, Why do you cry? Oh, they struck me. Now Mink was hungry. He said to his elder brother, Brother, I'm hungry. His brother replied, Go to that lake, stretch out your arms, and sit down. Mink went. He sat down and stretched out his arms. Then an arm became visible. Suddenly a horn dish stood on the ground near him. There was one blackberry and one huckleberry, one salmonberry and one nut in it. One of all kinds of fruit. It was just one handful. Mink went home. He was angry. He came to his brother's house and said, I wanted to get food. It's not enough for me, what they gave me." His elder brother replied, Quick, eat it. When you have enough, take the dish to your sister-in-law. Anyone who eats will have enough. Mink took it and poured the berries into his hands. he ate them and threw the dish away. He looked at the dish. The berries were still in it. He took it again and again, ate all. He threw the dish away. He looked at it. Again, the berries were in it. Now his elder brother observed him. Now he put the dish down carefully. And he ate all those berries that appeared. He became satiated. He had enough. He did not finish at all. Quick, take that dish and put it on the water for your sister-in-law, and then come home. Mink went and, came to the lake. He took that dish and said, If a woman should come to take that dish, I'll haul her ashore, and I will have sex with her all day. Now that lake began to boil. He held the dish, but it disappeared, and he lost it. He did not see anyone. He went home. His elder brother spoke to him. Why did you insult your sister-in-law? And Mink thought, He knows already what I said.
1: As a fish threshes from side to side when taken from one abode to another and cast on dry land, so the mind throbs and vibrates with the strain as it abandons the domain of Mara.
0: Myth of the Mink, second episode. After a few days, Mink's elder brother spoke. Let's go and see your sister-in-law. We are hungry. On the following morning they went. After they had gone some time, they met a person. He bathed to secure good luck in gambling. A tree lay over the water, and he was sitting on its end. Mink said to his brother, the panther, What do you think? I'll push him and see if he will drown. Oh, let him alone. He'll kill us. His elder brother looked, and Mink was already swimming toward that man. He carried his quiver under his arm. Now he reached him and pushed him three times, and the man took him and threw him away. He fell down far away from that place. His elder brother searched for him and found him. He was dead. Then he took some water and blew on him. Mink recovered and said, "'I've slept.' "'Behold, that fellow waked me. Take care. I'll shoot him.' "'Did you sleep?' said his elder brother. "'You were dead. That person killed you and threw you away.' They went a long distance. Now the elder brother heard a person. He did not tell his younger brother. Now Mink also heard that person. He was singing, "'I sharpen my nails for Mink and his elder brother.' Mink said. What does that person sing about us? His elder brother replied. That person is singing I sharpen my nails for Mink and his elder brother. Be quiet. He'll kill us. Now they saw that person sitting on a bluff. He was sharpening his nails. What do you think? said Mink. I'll push him and he'll be drowned. Let him alone. He'll kill us. Now his elder brother looked back, and there was Mink swimming. He pushed that person twice. The person took hold of him right away and threw him away. His arm broke off. His arm fell down at one place and his body at another place. His elder brother searched for him and found him. He had only one arm. And he shot a squirrel and put its arm on to Mink. He blew water on him, and he recovered. I have slept, said Mink. Behold, you waked me. Did you sleep? You were dead. I will shoot him who waked me. Now they went again and came to a lake. A swan was swimming there. It had two heads. Mink said to his elder brother, Shoot that swan. No, that swan is a monster. You see, it has two heads. Oh, shoot at! He made his brother tired. "'and he shot the swan. "'Then it turned over. "'Mink said, "'I'll swim and get it. "'But his elder brother said, "'No, they will drown you. "'You will be drowned in that lake. "'He looked away, "'and already Mink was swimming in the lake. "'He reached the swan and took it. "'The both of them went down. "'His elder brother cried, "'Oh, poor brother, "'they have eaten him now. "'He made five fires.' and heated stones in all of them. When the stones were hot, he threw them into the lake and made the water boil. Now the lake was boiling. He'd used all his stones. The lake became dry, and all the monsters were lying on the dry bottom. Their mouths were about a fathom long. He cut the bellies of the large monsters. He finished them all, but he did not find his brother. Then he cut the bellies of the small monster. He cut them all, but he did not find his brother. Then the panther cried again. Finally, he cut the bellies of the small monsters. He cut them all, and now there was only one large newt left. He'd skipped it. He cried again. He gave up hope for finding his brother. Now only that newt was left. He stopped crying. He cut its belly, and there was Mink, holding the swan. He carried him out, he blew on him with water, and he recovered. He said, "'I slept. Behold, he waked me. I'll shoot him.' But his elder brother said, "'Did you sleep? You were dead.'
1: mind is extremely subtle and difficult to grasp alighting on whatever it pleases let the man of understanding keep watch over the mind a guarded mind brings happiness
0: myth of the mink third episode now they went again they went a long distance in afternoon they landed the panther said we'll sleep here and he made a fire. Mink was hungry. He said to his elder brother, I'm hungry. The panther said, Strike those spruce trees. A deer will come out. It has long ears. Mink went and struck the spruce trees. Then a mouse ran out of the woods. Oh, elder brother, he said, There, it runs. The elder brother arose and looked. Only a mouse passed by. Did you see it? said Mink. Only your grandmother, the mouse, passed me. They are his grandmother's when I'm not hungry. Quick, go and strike the spruce trees. A deer will come out. If it is a buck, it has antlers. Mink went and struck the spruce trees. He shouted to his elder brother, Oh, elder brother, it's just what you told me. It has antlers. The panther looked. A snail was crawling there. Mink came and said, Did you see it? The panther replied, I did not see anything. Only your grandmother, the snail, came there. Those are his grandmothers, replied Mink. His elder brother said, The deer jumps in long leaps. Mink went and struck the spruce, and then the bullfrog came out of the woods. Oh, elder brother, said Mink, There it jumps, you told me. The panther took his bow and arrows. He saw only a bullfrog. Mink came to his elder brother. Did it pass you? Oh, only your great-grandfather the bullfrog passed me, jumping. Those are my great-grandfathers when I'm not hungry. Quick, quick. Go and strike the spruce trees. Mink went and struck the spruce trees. Now a rabbit ran out. He shouted to his elder brother. There he's running. The panther arose and looked. Only a rabbit jumped past. Mink said, did you see it? I did not see anything. Only your great-grandfather, the rabbit. Those are my great-grandfathers, said Mink to his elder brother. Quick, quick, go, said panther. Mink was angry. He was lazy, and he told several times to go. Then he went. He struck the spruce trees. Now a buck came out. The mink shouted, There it is. It has antlers. It jumps. His elder brother looked, and indeed a male deer was coming. He shot it, and it fell down. They cut it, and its stomach was very fat. They cut it, and mink received some fat. Now he ate much. They roasted the deer antlers over the fire, and the panther ate them. Mink looked at his elder brother. His hands were full of grease. He thought, he's eating all the grease. He said, he gave me only the dry parts. Then the panther gave him the antlers. He tried to eat them, but he could not do it, and he threw them away. He said, he gave me only very tough things to eat.
1: mind is frivolous and difficult to control, alighting on whatever it pleases. It is good to tame the mind. A tamed mind brings happiness.
0: Myth of the Mink, fourth episode. It got night, and it was very clear weather. Mink had eaten enough, he asked his elder brother. What's the name of this place where we sleep? Uh, It's forbidden to mention the name. It begins to rain when the name is uttered. Oh, tell me. No, the name must not be mentioned in winter. It is forbidden to mention the name, else a long spell of rainy weather will come on. Mink said, just whisper the name into my ear. I'll tell you the name when we get at our next camp. Mink said again. Just whisper that name into my ear. Then his elder brother told him in a low voice oh, the, the name of this lake is Taiks. And Mink said, That's good. Now I know the name of this lake. Now Panther did not know where Mink had gone. Mink shouted, Taiks is the name of this lake, on the shores of which my brother and I are going to sleep. Taix is his name, he shouted as loud as he could. Then Mink's brother was angry. Ah, that bad fellow. Quick, gather sticks, that we may sit on top of them. He gathered sticks. He gathered many sticks. He sat on top of them. Mink gathered only a few and lay down. Now the noise of rain was heard, and a freshet came. In the morning, Mink had disappeared. He drifted away with the water. Now Mink's elder brother went down the river and cried. He went a long distance and came to a jam of sticks and logs. He searched for his younger brother at that jam. And there he found him between some logs. His stomach was full of water. He blew on him. And he recovered. "'I slept, and that fellow waked me. "'Ah, shoot him. "'Did you sleep? "'You were dead. "'You drifted down the river.'
1: Whatever foe may do to foe, or hater to hater, greater is the harm done to oneself by a wrongly directed mind. Neither mother nor father nor any other relative can do one as much good as a perfectly directed mind.
0: Myth of the Mink, fifth and final episode. And they came to Panther's wife, and there they stayed, There was an old man, one of the woman's relatives. Mink was teasing him all the time. Now the panther's wife gave birth to a child. The woman's relative said to Mink, Let's go get some wood. Mink said, All right, we'll go. Early the following morning they went across the water. There they made a fire at the foot of a fir tree. The tree was very thick. After a little while, it fell. It fell toward the water. The old man said to the mink, Run toward the water! Mink ran, and the dry fur fell just in through that line. It broke to pieces, and all the bark came off. The old man thought, I killed him. And thus he said to Mink. The old man put the dry wood on piles and took off all the bark. Then he went down and came to his canoe. It was almost filled with dry wood mink had piled the wood up in the canoe and the old man said to him you little rascal but mink said you're an old man and you're strong not i He put the dry wood into the canoe it was full there was no room for mink mink thought what shall i do the canoe is full the old man said oh i'll put you into a basket with wedges He put stones into the bottom of the basket and placed him on top. He put the wedge, the basket, on top of the wood. Now they went across. They came to the middle of the bay, and the old man made the canoe shake. Mink fell into the water and went down. And the old man thought, now I've killed him. The old man came home. A person was walking up and down. He looked just like Mink. The old man landed, and Mink came down and said, you stayed a long time. I brought our basket and hammers home ready ha a little rascal said the old man mink replied you're an old man and you're strong i'm only a boy i cannot do as much as you do now they carried up all the wood and then they stayed then again he teased the old man sometimes he threw water on him when he was asleep sometimes He burned him. One night, the old man said, Let's try to see who will stay awake the longest. Mink said, All right. He went and searched for some rotten wood. When it got dark, he put the rotten wood over his eyes. The old man looked and saw Mink's eyes open all the time. And then it got daylight. Ah, you little rascal, said the old man. Mink replied, "'You're an old man, and you're strong. I'm only a boy. I cannot do as much as you.' And the old man gave it up. He thought, hmm, "'I'll tell him to bring me a wolf, and it shall devour him.' On the following morning, the old man told him, "'Quick, go and bring me two wolves. They were my playmates when I was a boy.' Mink went and came to the wolf's house. He said, I came to fetch you. My sister-in-law's relative told me to bring you. And they said, Well, and he brought them and threw them down before the old man, and they bit him. Quick, take them away. They do not like me. Mink took them away and carried them back. Another day the old man said, Quick, uh, bring me two bears. Mink went and arrived at the house of the bears. I came to fetch you. He carried them home and threw them down before the old man, and they slapped him with his paws. What's he doing, you rascal? You're an old man, and you are strong. I'm only a boy. I cannot do as much as you. Quick, take them away. Mink took them away and carried them home to their house. After a few days, he told him to bring two raccoons. Mink went and brought the raccoons. He brought them to the house and threw them down before the old man. They scratched him all over. Take them away. They do not know me. When I was young, they used to know me. He took them away and carried them home. On the following day, the woman's old relative told him, Bring me two grizzly bears from the mountain. Long ago, I used to play with him. Mink went and came to the mountain. He told the grizzly bears, I come to fetch you. My sister-in-law's relative wants you, they said. All right, take us. He carried them home and threw them down before the old man. They scratched and tore his whole body up. And the old man cried so much. Mink's elder brother told him to take them away. He took them away and carried them back. That's the story. Tomorrow it will be good weather.